It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio and also Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's another Friday, the 24th of June already for 2022, coming up in just a moment. Yes, he is back. We are talking with Rich Harvey and looking at the winter months, not for how cold it's gotten but rather does winter represent a great time of the year to sell your property it's an age-old question and it can divide people so we'll be talking about that next and also we have this fantastic magical two-night stay in the hunter valley you could win this with great food and incredible list of activities that we've been able to put this together with the help of the hunter valley wine and tourism Association. A big thanks to them. And we are talking to Michelle in just a moment. But first, let's take a look at your weather around Australia on this Friday morning. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. And first we go to Sydney expecting a mostly fine Friday and sunny conditions with a 20 degree high. Melbourne showers to ease and 15 degrees is your forecast top. Brisbane, a sunny day and 23. And in Perth, blue skies and fine and your high is 19 degrees. If you're celebrating a birthday today for June 24, Lionel Messi, the soccer player, is turning 35 years young, and Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac is turning 75. Enjoy your morning coffee. Wake up every morning to the Real Estate Podcast. Well, as you know, we're giving away this wonderful prize. Two nights staying in the Hunter Valley. Already in the package, there is the McCure Resort where you'll be staying. Also, there's a helicopter flight. How good is that over the region? Plenty of wine tasting from a couple of different places. There's karting as well. And we've got Michelle on the line with us. Uh, hi there, Michelle. Good morning to you from Balloon Aloft. Good morning, Craig. Nice to be here. So you have got also, as part of this package that you're going to tell our audience about this morning, a little bit of a flight in the hot air balloon. That's right. We've got a flight for two people with Balloon Aloft, um, a sunrise balloon flight over the vineyards, which is a fantastic component to add to an already fantastic prize. I mean, the Mercura Resort, that's just a fabulous place to stay. And um, the go-karting, helicopter, wine tasting, it'll all make for just a beautiful stay in the Hunter Valley. All right. So tell us a little bit about exactly how this package with the balloon sort of paint the picture, I guess, is what I'm asking you to do. It's a early morning flight. So let's imagine that you're talking me through. I'm the winner and you're, you're telling me what's going to happen. Sure. Well, we start very early. That's right. So we meet about an hour before sunrise. So at the moment, that's around 5, 5.15 a.m. in the morning. We meet our passengers at Peterson House Winery, which is located in Pocolbin. And then we drive everybody out to our chosen launch location for the day. So that's dictated by the wind direction on the morning. So our pilots will make a decision. And then we drive everyone out to the launch location. There's a chance to, you know, watch the balloons be inflated before you have that beautiful sunrise flight over the vineyards and that's about an hour in duration all up so it's a fabulous experience um, 
spectacular scenery from up there in the in a hot air balloon. And then after the flight, you'll be able to watch as the balloons are deflated. You can assist if you'd like with the pack up of the balloon. And then we all drive back to Peterson House Winery again for a beautiful gourmet breakfast and a sparkling wine tasting after the actual flight experience. I guess everybody's going to be hungry after, you know, all of that exercise. And how long does the whole thing take, Michelle? The entire experience is about four hours and included in the package, we also have um, some free digital photos um, so that you can remember your ballooning adventure by. Wow, this makes me want to win the uh, competition myself just for the (laughs) hot air ballooning. Sounds fantastic. All right, well, thank you for that, Michelle. And some lucky person is going to be up, up and away having that fantastic gourmet breakfast afterwards. Just sounds stunning. Absolutely. Good luck to everyone who enters. All right, thank you for that, Michelle. And here is the secret word. The secret word is aloft. Write that down, add it to the others because you'll need seven of them to go into the drawer. Let's Talk Property, a podcast series with Rich Harvey. Well, I don't think anybody this year across the country can say that they haven't experienced the chill factor of winter. And let's not forget that we've had months of torrential rain to deal with and we are now in the grip of cold temperatures that just want to make us curl up in front of the fire and stay warm. These silver lining is however that the snow resorts are doing high fives with big snow dumps but it does beg the question and that is why would anyone venture out to buy property in winter when they can wait for September and celebrate real estate in springtime so is buying in winter a good idea or a bad idea well to help discuss it let's welcome back Rich Harvey buyer's agent and CEO of property buyers Good morning, Rich. Are you keeping warm at your place? Yeah, absolutely, Craig. Very warm. And uh, I, I don't mind the change of seasons, but I've got to say this winter has hit early and with a vengeance. You know, it reminds me of my first property I bought, which had a coal range. Tell you what, the, the walls, there was no insulation in this old villa, but the coal range, man, that kept me warm. Nice, very good. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people will be snuggling around the fire and uh, having some marshmallows in their hot chocolate this winter. For sure. I don't want to get all heavy on you this morning, but what do you think is the psychological impact of colder temperatures and buyer behaviour? Well, it definitely has an impact on buyer behaviour. I think winter, I think, tends to make us hibernate. And it can do one of things, two things. It can make us hunker down at home or escape to warmer climates. But I do think in terms of the property market, it tends to take buyers out of the market. We tend to eat more uh, in winter. We tend to go to comfort when it's cold. So I think it definitely has a a change on people's um, behaviour. And Amy, you've got a question. Hello, Rich. Do you find there are more listings or less listings during the winter months? Look, thanks, Amy. That's a great question. Look, winter is traditionally a time when homes aren't looking their best. You know, you find that the the flowers aren't budding and and the leaves have fallen off the trees and there's the yard needs cleaning up. And you also find that people tend to take a lot of holidays. They often go to the snow or go to Fiji or to those warmer climates. I think a lot of people think there's a lot of less buyer activity. But for those that do venture outside, you're going to find that it's far easier to get the agent's attention. 
you know, we're finding right now agents are calling us all the time saying, Rich, we've got this off market, we've got that here, we've just listed this, what do you think? Whereas last year during the peak of the boom, you know, it was really hard to get agents' attentions. But is there more or less listings in winter? Generally, there's a slight dip in the volume of listings. It doesn't mean there's no listings, there's just less listings around. And the reason is that people prefer to send to sell during the spring season, which traditionally has the, the highest bump in the season. But there's also a bump in listings just before the Easter season. So it doesn't mean that it's the, the ideal or the worst time to sell. It's just a different time of year that you can buy or sell. And I want to ask you this, what do you think the impact at the end of June is for the financial year in relation to property negotiations? Well, it's an artificial you know, end of the year. It's halfway through the middle of the calendar year, but it is a time when investors really focus on their finances. And it can be a moment when a person realises that, you know what, it's actually going to be better to sell this property prior to 30 June because we can, you know, capitalise uh, a gain or capitalise a loss, whatever their situation affords. And therefore, it might be better to, to actually execute a sale prior to the end of 30 June. One thing also, just Greg, to, to point out to the listeners, it's when you are buying a property and you're calculating capital gains tax, CGT, it's the date of acquisition or the date of ex- unconditional exchange from which the capital gains tax is calculated, not the date you take ownership or settlement of the property. The date you take, you actually sign the contract is, is the most important date. So a lot of people don't realise that because they might have a three or four month settlement instead of a standard six week settlement. The other thing uh, about buying before the end of the financial year is that if there's a tenant in place, the sellers might want to wrap up the contract quite quickly. So it's important to ask the right questions of the agent to, to read the signals and potentially take advantage of the end of financial year as a, as a negotiation point. Yeah, good point. And I've got another psychological question here this morning, and that is with your years in the game of real estate, if people are looking at property in winter temperatures, how does that differ from buying in summer or spring? Really good question, Greg. I think it's a bit like looking at property when it's bucketing with rain. So you're looking at properties when they're not quite in their best light. In September, you start to see the weather warm up and the temperatures are getting warmer, the garden blooms. But in winter, you can really see just how much natural light a property is going to get. You can see exactly how stable the temperatures are inside. You can see if it's dry or whether it's got mouldy conditions. So it's kind of like I call it a stress test. And I think it's a really good idea to, to actually look at a property at different times of day and in different seasons. So if it looks pretty good in winter, you can be sure it's going to look fantastic in summer. So the things to check for is, you know, are the breezes getting through the gaps? How good is the insulation? How good are the heating systems? Um, how good is airflow? You know, look at all those things. Just see if there's any moisture lying around the home because you want to know what you're buying. You want to know that you're not buying a lemon and you don't want to buy a, something that's going to have lots and lots of problems with mould and that sort of thing in the future. Oh, that is that is such a key thing, mould and moisture. And I guess that the question all of our listeners want to hear this morning, probably the most, what is it, Amy? Would you sell your own property in winter? Yeah, great question, Amy. If the market conditions were right, and if it was the right time in my life, in my right life stage to move on, yeah, I wouldn't have any problem selling in winter. Winter's actually a good time when there's actually generally lower listings. So you don't have as much competition from other vendors. So in springtime, the buyers have more choice. There's more properties to choose from. But in winter, if you need to buy a property, you've just got to get what's out there. So 
I find that, you know, winter in, uh, particularly in Sydney, is quite stable and it's really, you know, we have fairly mild temperatures. Not this year we're having much colder temperatures, but if the conditions were right and the market conditions were right, yeah, I'd, I'd certainly consider selling. As for the sort of the other way about buying in winter, again, depends on when you have borrowing capacity. Just like I've said in many other podcasts, the first step on any buying journey is to get your finance pre-approval. For me, that's the golden ticket that gets you into the game. Because without borrowing capacity, you've got nothing to play with. And then it's a matter of looking at the market conditions regardless of the seasons. The seasons, as we've discussed just prior, is can play a significant role, but I don't let winter or summer or spring be the ultimate dictator for me on when it's the right time to buy. The key takeaway point for me is that winter can honestly be a great time to buy because there's less buyers out there as well. But you've got to understand there might be some slim pickings because vendors might go into hibernation too. So you might have to dig a little deeper to find more opportunities that's going to suit your budgets and preferences. You know, what do they say? Success is when preparation meets opportunity. If you get out there and look, you may find the right thing even during the winter months. Good on you, Rich Harvey. You stay nice and warm on your Friday morning and enjoy your weekend. Catch you back uh, same time next week. Thank you so much, Greg. Have a great weekend too. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. Thank you.